Next up on the KVMR Evening News, Paul Emery was out in Nevada City this morning as PG&E showed up to cut down some heritage trees and some Nevada City protesters were there to stop them. Arrests were made. Paul Emery will talk with a lot of the folks that were there, including one man who's still sitting up in the tree. Well, this morning was the time that the Nevada City Police moved in and arrested some of the protesters in the cemetery on West Broad Street. They were there to protest the cutting down of trees by PG&E. The group contends that the tree cuttings are excessive and in some cases unnecessary. I spoke with Matt Apolsky. He is one of the organizers of the protest. Matt, it's about uh, 6 o'clock in the morning here. Um, What's happened up to this point? Uh, Heavy police presence arrived at about 4 a.m. this morning, uh, along with PG&E and some private security for PG&E that just arrived. Uh, They've arrested three protesters so far, all of them women, two of them over 70. All three complained of rough treatment by the police as they were being arrested, um, including their arms and wrists being twisted. And uh, as of now, the uh, PG&E subcontractors from Mountain Enterprises are in the process of setting up a fence around the entire cemetery to keep the man on the platform isolated in his tree Um, and we don't really know what the plan is from there Uh, our tree sitter currently is about 30 feet up in the tree Um, the police had a large drone with a spotlight on him until a couple minutes ago so they've been scouting the tree by drone and uh It all feels a little bit surreal, and I have to express a great amount of surprise that the city has chosen to spend its resources to support an outside corporate entity to this extent against its citizens who are peacefully protesting and protecting healthy heritage pine trees in a historic cemetery. Were the the arrests made by... um Nevada City Police. Yes, they were. And do you know what the charges were? Uh, No, I don't. Um, I believe trespassing, but I'm not sure. I know at least one of the the three women wasn't warned at all. She had just arrived on site and was beginning to walk up, and she was immediately grabbed and started screaming immediately about the pain in her wrist and kept on screaming about how badly they were hurting her arm the entire time they were dragging her away. She was telling them that she was not resisting. She was telling them that she was coming peacefully, and she was telling them that she felt like they were breaking her wrist, and they were absolutely merciless about it. This is Lieutenant Paul Rohde with the Nevada City Police Department. Um, How many arrests have been made? We made three arrests this morning. And uh, what were the charges? Uh, At this point, it's just trespassing. Now, there is one person still up in the tree. Uh, What does it look like, uh, the process of how you're going to deal with that? Well, uh, Sergeant Mason has a rapport with the guy in the tree, and it looks as if he's uh, preparing to come down. Okay. Um, And what time did you come out here this morning? Uh, I got here about 3.30. This is audio from the actual arrest taken from a cell phone video at the scene. 
Later this morning, I spoke with Brandon Jonitz. He is the last person left up in the tree. I was able to talk to him via cell phone. The police moved in this morning and arrested three people, and you're still there. Uh, my goodness, uh, this right now, we're talking, it's about it's about 9 o'clock in the morning approximately. Uh, what are things like up there right now? Oh, well, I got woken up at 4 a.m. with floodlights and crews, about 20 people moving in gates. Uh, my friends getting woken up in the park who have been squatting peacefully for nearly a month, 20, 20 38 days. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of a rude awakening, but now things are really nice. I'm up here in my own little world. I have everything I need, and I am, I, you know, I'm just going to stay here until I run out of water, and I'm pretty much in heaven. This is where I want to be. <laughs> well, uh, so what was it like? Have you been communicating with the police and how have they been? Uh, they did arrest three people. Uh, have they been uh, talking to you and how's, how does that working out? Oh, well, you know, as soon as I get off of the ground, I'm going to be arrested, but they're not coming up here for me. But you, uh, you have limited food and limited water, though. And there's, is there, there's no way for you to get uh, more water and more food. Yeah, this is this is it. So it's a waiting game. You know, I reckon the cops are going to get bored before I do, but they are definitely not going to run out of food before I do. So you know, we'll see how it goes. Either way, we're getting a lot of publicity for the cause. What was your inspiration uh, to do this? Wow. Okay. Well, I, I really just got swept up into this. I didn't wake up one morning and decide to be a tree sitter. Um, I I got swept up, and I'm in it because it's it's really needed. People need to stand up for these trees. This tree has been marked hazardous, and it is clearly not a hazard to any power lines. It's a pretty good distance away from the power lines. Um, I've, I've been up there, not up where you are, but up to the tree several times. My observation is that if it were to fall, only the top branches would actually maybe make it to the power lines. Um, but somehow this qualified it as being a dangerous tree. Do, do you know the background on that or why they did that? Yeah, the background is just really sloppy. Someone probably assessed this tree for two minutes and then moved on to the next. Marked it a hazard. And then now it's just this big trouble. They can't go backwards. And that's all we ask is this tree be taken off the hazardous list. And then I would go home. Everybody would go home. That's it. I want PG&E to take their time and be more critical and actually train their employees better. Because obviously to anyone, even an untrained eye, this tree is not a hazard and it is healthy. It is old. It's 160 years old. And it's in a historical landmark. 
have you communicated directly with PG&E yourself? I have not, but my close cohorts have. And they they refuse to reconsider their position. Well, there's a really nice quote from uh, uh, what's her name, something Drummond. She said that this is paraphrase that making a compromise here would set a terrible precedent in California. So they are refusing to compromise, and that's why I'm here in this tree because. All we ask is a compromise. You know, they cut down 250 trees. We're trying to save 16. This is the last one. So um, are you warm up there? I mean, it's a pretty cold night last night. Oh, yeah. I was warm until the cops woke me up and I had to get out of my sleeping bag at 4 a.m. How did they wake you up? What was it like, well, their, first, uh, their, their first approach to uh, letting you know they're there? Well, uh, I'm a pretty deep sleeper. It took a generator and about 20 people already on the site for me to for me to wake up. It's quite a scene out there. For anybody that goes up there, uh, you can't get around the tree anymore because it's all it's all fenced. Um, yes, and, it's, it's and, all fenced. And there's police around, and they're you know they're not going to let anybody anybody get get up there uh how many nights have you spent um up there about oh gosh this is my sixth night you know we've been taking turns we've been occupying this tree for about two weeks and uh i just i got the i was the lucky guy you know we're all taking turns someone slept here last night i was here the night before but hey today's my day so really the determining factor then uh you think that they're not going to bring in a, a crane or a device and try to extract you with that, but they're just going to kind of wait it out until until you're dying of starvation <laughs> or thirst. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, bringing in a crane would be far too hazardous. Bringing up a police officer this high would be far too hazardous. So, uh, yep, they're, they're going to wait me out, but I am happy. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Well, okay, uh, and you have um, obviously really good ways of communicating with the outer world as long as your batteries are good on your cell phone. Oh, you know, we, we got a solar charger, so that's how I am uh, talking to you now. I understand they've been flying some drones up there. Well, yeah, that drone, according to them, was to see if anyone else was in the tree because uh, there is a second bunk that I made the other day. Yeah which is about 85 feet off the ground. You know, one of the best things about this experience is seeing the way that the community has really rallied. You know, I am fortunate enough to have a flexible job and very few responsibilities that I can't put myself through this, although there are many, many people in the community who wish they would be here, who want to be there and have been so generous with their support, food, money, donations, love, that's the biggest thing. People are coming together to save this tree. You know, we're all sailing this ship. I just happen to be on the crow's nest. I'll tell our listeners I'm speaking with Brandon Jonitz. He is up in the sky in this tree that has gotten so much publicity um, in Nevada City on on West Broad Street in part in the cemetery. Uh, as of right now, three people have been arrested for trespassing. They weren't in the tree at the time. And uh, he's the last one left, and uh, you're going to be there for a while. This is true. I'll be here for a while. Got water to last me. 
Yeah, police are looking bored. They're just chatting. I got everything I need to stay happy. Thank you so much, Paul, for being on top of this. Thanks to KVMR Radio for for being of service to the community. Yes, this is what you're good at, so hey. Thanks for talking with KVMR Radio. Thanks a lot, Paul. I'm Paul Emery for KVMR Radio.